I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. The final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight, 126 to 122 to the San Antonio Spurs. And coach, this was a, a funny game. We were just talking about it with, with Locke and Boone. We had the delayed start due to a security issue outside. And by the way, glad it didn't turn out to be a big deal. And, you know, you'd rather have a delayed start than some sort of catastrophe. That is for sure. But it almost felt like from there, it just, this was not a jazz team in rhythm. It was not a, an easy game to watch per se. It just felt like everything was off from the start. It, it did. And it's, it's interesting how little things like that can kind of set you back. I remember a year we, we went to Dayton, played in that first four, and uh, Barack Obama decided he wanted to stop by the I games. remember that game, yeah. And, um, yeah, we got, uh, we, we got held up when we were about a half hour late getting into the building that, that night we played. Um, it kind of had the reverse effect of, on us early. We actually played great in the beginning. Um, and, excuse me, no, it didn't. It, we actually, it was the, it was the game. It was the comeback, home. right? Yeah. yeah. And we did it twice. So we actually on the wrong end of one year. But, yeah, that year we hit the ground running. Um, and uh, we came out and they, we were flat. They were hot. Um, got down 26, came back and won the game. Um, but I, I believe those things kind of, if you let them, you know, and this is a situation in San Antonio, as I mentioned, the day after a big holiday and you spend a lot of time away, it's hard to get the, the engine revving, and that's kind of what it felt like all night to me. I just feel like I'm such a habitual human. Uh, I bet others, you know, little – just trying to stay warm, delayed for a half an hour. Those little things can can add up, and I realize both teams have to go through it. But uh, San Antonio just was a, a little bit sharper. But I, I didn't think the game was all that well played from either side. Certainly defensively, wasn't a whole lot of that going on from either team. No, and that was kind of the bummer to me. It felt like um, you know the Jazz really had a chance. I thought tonight to kind of put the hammer down and be the more aggressive team and, and really kind of create how the game was going to pl- be played. And I thought San Antonio did it. Uh, I thought they did it and didn't do it that much better than you know the Jazz didn't do it, but uh, they, they certainly were the aggressor early. The Jazz kind of had to play come from behind. You saw, again, they narrow a, a game that gets to 20, down to one possession, they get a stop. So they're always going to fight and be in games. But um, this is one that, yeah, I just felt like from the beginning the energy was odd, and, and it kind of... I don't know. Didn't affect Mike Conley from three, but affected everybody else a little bit here and there. The Jazz scored 40 points in the fourth quarter. 
outscored the Spurs by 10, 40 to 30 to even make this one kind of a close ball game. So the the first and and third quarters really and the beginning of the second quarter is really what set them back and it it felt like they were scrambling uh, from there, and you know what, the third quarter has really been a good quarter for this Jazz club. Just was not tonight. They were outscored thirty-three to twenty-six, and again they they outscored them by ten in the fourth. But essentially, I think that's where the game, my opinion anyway, where the game was kind of lost there in the third. No, it totally was. It kind of got away from them. They they fought, you know, to kind of get it back close, and then um, you know you look up a couple minutes later, and it's a fourteen game, point game, and then close to twenty and. Um, and then you used to way after way you used to way too much energy. I mean, Thurl had it right. The Jazz weren't completely done. Um, you know, down eight with two minutes to go, and certainly made it exciting. If Beasley's three rolled around, that would have gone have been different. But uh, as the Jazz uh, fall tonight to the Spurs, one twenty six to one twenty two. With that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz are in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. That game will tip off at eight o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we're hoping to have some more post game sound for you coming up next. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Final horn has sounded. That'll do it. And it's time for the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show with your hosts, Jake Scott and the coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz postgame, Jake Scott, coach, Tim Lacombe. Jazz fall tonight, 126 to 122 to the San Antonio Spurs. Coming off uh, three days rest. A holiday, go to San Antonio, and uh, Coach Combe, they were just a little disjointed. They were led by Lowry Markkinen, who had 32 points and 12 rebounds, uh, but uh, got 25 from Jordan Clarkson um, on 8 of 19, shooting 2 of 6 from 3. Also grabbed 7 boards and dished out 4 assists. Mike Conley, 17 points tonight, 6 assists, 5 rebounds. Mike shot the ball better, 6 of 12 from the field, 5 of 7. Uh, from 3, Malik Beasley had 13 coming in off the bench. Colin Sexton. Also had 13 as he played 23 minutes. I imagine they're still being uh, uh, keeping his minutes down a little bit, recovering from that uh, injury. As for San Antonio, uh, they got, let's see, 26 from Devin Vassell tonight. Shout out to Mike Smith. Told us to keep an eye on Devin. Uh, he had a nice game. Keldon Johnson with 21. Branham had 20 coming in off the bench for San Antonio, who shot 55% from the field. Coach Lacombe, you talked about it uh, when we were talking to Lock and Boone. That's uh, too many shots at the rim. Too many shots at the rim. You know, Coach Hardy can't be pleased with what looked to be like a night where they, I think the Jazz looked at the offensive rating, honestly, of this team and thought, hey, we can just out firepower them. And that's always a dangerous game to get into, um, you know, because you can't always account for the fact that you're going to make shots. Remember, I told you in the pregame, got to make shots. And tonight the Jazz did make 13 threes, but 43 attempts, so left a lot of possessions. Um, you know, where they did not make that three-point shot, only 30%. They fought like crazy, you know, in different ways to get back in the game. 16 offensive rebounds is an awesome number to see. Uh, shows a lot of effort, and they end up out-rebounding the Spurs 45-41. But really, it was their inability to get timely stops. And by me timely, I mean like a handful of stops here Any and stops, yeah. yeah. Those would have been nice tonight. Well, right down to the layup, they when they made it close and brought it within three, 
And then San Antonio took it right back down, and I believe it was Jones. In fact, I know it was. It was Jones who got that yeah, layup. Yeah, just right down the lane. Right uh, on top of Beasley and ended up uh, keeping the the Jazz at arm's length to seal the deal and get the, get the win. It was almost an appropriate way to lose the game for the Jazz, who had struggled so much uh, preventing anybody from getting into the lane. And, you know, he... he in the moments we were able to hear Coach Hardy, um, and we may rerun that. I think obviously. we're going to try and re-rack that, yeah. Um, but, you know, he talked about Kessler, and Kessler's right now running into a bunch of foul trouble. So a game where he only plays 21 minutes, he gets four fouls, um, certainly is has an impact when he's out there on the floor. But he's kind of learning that lesson right now, uh, you know, where – in terms of spacing and where do I have to be and jumping straight up in the air and not coming down and creating silly fouls, not going for shot fakes. So he's kind of in that learning phase right now too. But as a team tonight, I, I would say if you ask the Jazz, they just did not perform great. They didn't have a ton of energy. And that hasn't been – that's been kind of certainly the the outlier for this team. They've kind of led with energy. All right. Uh, Clarkson, by the way, 8 of 19 shooting after that slow start, got 25 points. Uh, you know, I think a lot of that energy sometimes on nights like this kind of hinges on Clarkson. And when he struggles out of the gate, maybe that had some sort of issue. You know, Colin Sexton brought instant in- energy when he came on as usual, but was only able to play 23 minutes. And Kessler's kind of an energy guy. And as you point out, foul trouble really limited him tonight. Yeah, so it was all of the different things. You know, typically you talk about what you have to do well to win. Um, the Jazz just a lot of things added up with with their inability to get stops, uh, the fact that they did not shoot the ball very well, um, and, and then San Antonio, who does not typically shoot the ball great, um, and they, they have kind of a, a really good shooting game for them. They end up from three, which is interesting, six for 18. Um, they'd only taken nine. They were three for nine in the fir- at the end of the first half. So uh, made three for nine in each of those quarters. But to your point, and I thought it was a great question you asked David, the Jazz are keeping people off the line, but, but they're living at the rim. And is that the best trade-off? Well, know? stats are so funny, right? No, I they mean, are. They, people you... throw out stats, and they, they sometimes mean something a little bit different. And I've heard David say that a lot. And as David said, that's something Coach Hardy says. But I, you know. Why would you take a three when you've got a dunk and the Jazz just are going to struggle because of the personnel uh, keeping teams away from the rim? And Walker Kessler still has a little ways to go. We're all you know, very pleased with his progress, and he's a great shot blocker, but there's still some things that he needs to uh, to work on. And when he's only able to play 21 minutes, that certainly doesn't help. And when Kelly Olenek isn't in, you know, that's another big body to throw at guys and at least uh, try to deter shots at the rim, even though that's not his strength. So I wonder how many of those, uh, you know, chasing guys off the three-point line actually has to do with their just picking better shots. I think there's a, a huge part of that. And, and, you know, to your point, I think that the Jazz um... – I think they're actually well equipped to guard the perimeter this year. Um, you know, I think at times when Kelly's out there, you know, as the five, uh, Lowry's out there at the three, and Walker's out there at the four, you're going to have you know a little more difficult time. Uh, but tonight, I felt like you know it was more about their desire to really get down and do it. Um, and I think that that's what Coach Hardy probably knows, you know, as he'll watch the film. There were just too many easy avenues to the rim. Um, that's always a recipe for disaster, uh, especially on the road. Absolutely. Even against a team in the Spurs who'd only won 10 games coming into, uh, into tonight. And we're basically the last team of both offense and defense. They looked a lot better tonight offensively. Uh, but defensively, neither team really came to play. 
Uh, and, you know, if you want to look for a bright spot tonight, Mike Conley finding a shot. Maybe Definitely. Five threes, which was so nice. Um, he did go without the shirt tonight underneath, so I saw many comments on Twitter about that. Maybe, maybe it's just free and easy. Trying to break it up. Yeah, be free and easy. Let it fly. Um, and maybe the hair will grow. I've found if you let your hair grow, things typically start to go good. Uh, right. You're, you're a living proof of that. Well, in my own mind, yes. Indeed. Uh, all right, the Jazz fall to the Spurs tonight. We'll hopefully get you some sound from the players uh, coming up. It appears as if the uh, tech, uh, the technical difficulty gods have swallowed up Coach Hardy's postgame. Apologies for uh, for that. But we'll see what we can do about uh, about being, uh, bringing you the players. Uh, let's uh, real quick, Coach, let's check in on the uh, Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass. Proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Flight will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Tonight's Master of the Glass, Lowry Markinen, 12 rebounds to go along with his 32 points. Double double for Lowry as he continues uh, to really. Uh, be a great player this year. Yeah, he was. He was great. I thought he threw himself around tonight. Um, you know, was definitely fighting there at the end to try to get the Jazz back in the game. But another game with him getting thirty, thirty-two points, um, just eighteen attempts from the field. Got to the line thirteen times. That's awesome to see. Uh, those twelve rebounds, one offensive, eleven defensive. That's a good number to see him in double digits. Um, hopefully he can kind of get there where he's there most every night from on the glass. Um, just three of ten from three. So, you know, make one more of those. He's been shooting it better than that. But the one he made in the corner, that was a high pass, hot pass from Sexton, and he caught that thing and drilled it. Um, just fun to watch. And, again, I'll, I'll stay out on that limb. All-star this year, I believe he's earned that. Well, the numbers, I think, will will show. Uh, JP, when he filled in for you last Thursday in the Wizards game, did a nice uh, breakdown on the candidates for front court players in, in the All Star uh, to the or for the All Star team, and really, he has as good a case to be made as uh, as really any front court player out there that's likely not to be named a starter. So, you know, with the the stats that he's bringing to the table, maybe gets a little hometown bump because the game's going to be here. Uh, hopefully, we'll see him on that squad. But I'll tell you what, his play. Is his um, uh, best argument because oh, he's played which great. Is awesome, right? Yeah. He's not going to have to lean on anything else. No, it's not going to be begging to be included or anything along those lines or a big push. He, I mean, he should be able to just throw the resume down there. And even uh, I know the Jazz have come back to down to earth a little bit after that uh, really strong start, but they're still far and away better than than I think most anybody expected, including myself. I mean, they still are above uh, five hundred at nineteen and seventeen, which you know, considering a lot of folks out there thought they'd be with the Spurs at the bottom of the league, I think you've got to get a lot of give a lot of credit to Lowry and the way he's played, which certainly has been at an all star level. Yeah, and he's definitely from what I think everybody expected, probably himself included, coming in in year one, I think he's exceeded that. Uh, you know, I would say that he's he's a guy who's really comfortable playing in the system. Uh, we've talked about it because he's so much more efficient than perhaps we've been used to and and he's a, a guy that just does it in the flow you know you don't have to donate a ton of usage to him uh so it's fun to watch lowry really grow and blossom uh, i think I, I mentioned i learned about him about ninth grade and talking to hano metalo about um european prospects and that sort of thing and kind of had him on my radar but that guy yeah he's he's earning himself a ton of money 
Uh, he seems to have found an awesome place that he seems really comfortable and uh, and it's fun to watch. Even in a tough night tonight, I mean, Alari was he was really good. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Jazz come up short against the Spurs, one twenty six to one twenty two. Let's hear from some play from the players, and we'll get uh, Coach Lacombe's thoughts on this one as we go along. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh, my! Jazz postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall to the Spurs tonight. 126 to 122 for the Spurs coach. Uh, really nice game from, uh, from Devin Vassell. Uh, 24 points, eight assists, six rebounds, and, uh, Kelton Johnson with 21. You know, the Spurs team might not win a ton of games this year, but I like both those players. Mike Smith talked a lot about them in the pregame, and, and he was certainly right tonight. They both look great. Yeah. You know, Vassell's been a guy who, um, Florida State grad, we loved him last couple of years, but certainly growing, getting better. Um, had a huge night tonight. And then, yeah, Johnson's been <clears throat> really their most um, – he's been their most consistent guy, uh, averaging over 20, gets 21 tonight. Um, made timely plays for them tonight, rebounds, assists, uh, did a, all the little things. And uh, just a good win, you know, bottom line for San Antonio tonight. Well, you know, considering they've only now won 11 games all year, you know, any win that they take, I think you you would say would be a, a good win. Nice game from the former Ute, Jakob Pertl, 6 of 6, 16 points, 4 of 5 from the line, and we talked about how he'd been struggling from the free throw line. Nine rebounds, two assists, two steals, and four block shots. Nice game for Jakob. Four for five. I did the reverse broadcaster jinx from the line, so he did a better job from the line tonight, and He's such a big dude. They said they said it tonight thoroughly and bullard just how big he is, how much space he eats. Um, that was my take on him. But uh, great fundamental player. It certainly found a home with Popovich. Um, nine rebounds, you know, just kind of a staple of their defense. A couple block shots and definitely made his presence felt in uh, in 24 minutes out there on the floor. <laughs> you know what I tell you? A little background music going there. If it weren't a thousand degrees in the studio, maybe we'd close the door. But it's a little, a little warm. I thought that was just me over I, here. No, no, got a little hearing bit, the music got and, a little, and a little background. Uh, you know that U team with uh, Jakob and Delon Wright went to the Sweet Sixteen. They were they were a really good team under Larry Kraskoviak, and those two deserve a lot of credit. Uh, I think you know, wow, Coach, what are we coming up on? Ten years since then, maybe not quite. 
trying to remember exactly what year that was. But point being, both those guys have really carved out very nice NBA careers for themselves. Oh, they totally have. And they were, in my mind, you know, the, the things they did well, like DeLon, his length, you know, he's one of those guys just like flypaper. And his arms are so long and he impacts the game. He made such a huge play against us in Provo. We were playing them and they had kind of had us all night long. We make a, a prototypical Marriott Center run, make a couple shots, and they um, they score. We go to take it out, and he steals it, the inbound pass. He just kind of sits on it, steals it, lays it in. So it was just an instant, you know, bucket, bucket, and it just kind of stemmed the tide. But he's just a, he's a competitor. He's a winner. Um, so it's awesome, you know, to see how he's stuck. And then DeLon, or excuse me, then Pirtle's just been, he's been solid. Everywhere he's been, he's been solid. And I think he's, a, like I say, he's a spur. You, you think of spur big man, that's what they look like. And he was good in Toronto. Uh, he, landing in San Antonio was really, really a good thing for him. And obviously he's stuck around. I mean, you think he was uh, part of the Kawhi Leonard trade. I mean, that... That feels like a long time ago, you know what I mean? And uh, he's been able to stick with that franchise and uh, and contribute, and he played well tonight. Yeah, I'm just looking to see. <clears throat> um, so his career, he's he's a 20-minute-a-game guy. I mean, that's kind of what he's going to do. He's going to go out there and play 20. Um, he's been about seven, eight points a game and seven rebounds, six, seven rebounds. And um, this season, he's those numbers are definitely he, – he's kind of eclipsing all of those. He's averaging 12 and nine, so it's great to see him do well. Um, again, the Spurs team is not going to have many great nights, uh, and tonight, I think it was a, a combination of them being really kind of fired up and the Jazz being a little bit flat. I put this one, Coach, and man, I, I shouldn't come off too negative on the you know first post game after Christmas, but I put this one the, this one on the Jazz to me. I feel like they didn't take an opportunity, uh, take advantage of playing against one of the league's weaker defenses and coming out with a little energy. I mean, you look, this is going to be a uh, a four game week. Uh, it's going to be a big, a bit of a slog going to uh, Golden State on uh, Wednesday, and they're you know really good at home, even though they're not going to have Steph Curry. Uh, but then they have Sacramento on Friday, and Sacramento was a good team this year, and back to back in a home game Saturday against Miami. So uh, this is not going to be a real easy week if the Jazz were looking to uh, you know, have a good record coming through these four games tonight would have been a helpful one. And it felt like they just didn't have it. I would imagine if you polled myself, you, Jamil, we'd probably be 3-0. and or we'd be zero and three. I, I, we'd probably all had the Jazz winning tonight if I'd asked. Right. Um, and of of this games on this road trip, you, I mean, you spell it out. Those are, you know, Sacramento's playing great right now. I I know Sabonis is he's out right with a thumb, or uh, he's questionable. He right. might be I mean, trying so to play through it. Yeah, he might have a bionic thumb. You know, by that he time. might Ronnie lot it and just bite it off. Put me in, cut me a mick. Um, yeah, and then obviously. The short travel or short time and getting coming home to a team that's waiting on you in the heat, so it's going to be a hard week. And you know, in my mind, we have not seen uh, until as of late. You know, a couple of these games where they just did not get out of the gates well. So something to watch because it is hard to constantly play from behind. You use a ton of energy. That if you just come out, you know, and tonight maybe I blame it on missing shots because they did miss a bunch of shots early. And it's hard to be motivated when the ball's not going in the hoop. Booner wasn't loving the shot selection on the threes tonight. Um, 
I think they got some good ones, but then you saw some step backs. Malik Beasley, only two of 11 from three tonight, and felt like he didn't take kind of his normal good shot selection. You know, he's trying to make five threes every night and kind of set that bar on the walk-off last week with uh, with Locke. And uh, five of 11 would have been a heck of a night. Two of 11 just struggled. Maybe he needs to pick his shots a little bit better. And, and I think part of it is, too, the trust. You know, everybody... Um, you want to help your team, but there's a fine line. You, you know, you start to break the offense or stop the ball movement too often and get into isolation, and it hurts your team. It really does with this Jazz team. Um, you know, I know why guys do it because they do try to get something infectious going. You know, Mike Conley's shot making tonight was infectious. It got energy amongst the guys. I thought Sexton's minutes and 23 of them. You know, he he's a guy. I read a stat today. Uh, he's a guy who gets over one and a half opportunities in ISO per game. And with those, he's the fourth most efficient player, uh, isolation player in the league. Wow. Um, ahead of Donovan Mitchell, who's right behind him. But uh, I think he brings that element to this offense where he can, you know, he can do some of that while he's out there and break kind of that rhythm. But I think everybody else, I think that ball needs to move. You know, guys do not need to be start taking step back threes. Wait for that ball to find you with no defenders around because you've seen it happen time and time again. The ball does find you. This Jazz one of the best assist teams in the, in the league. How many guys in the NBA would you estimate? Of course, this is entirely subjective, but is a step back three a, quote, good shot? You know, it's probably more and more because it's a skill that guys are working on. You know, the, the, the cones are – the good thing about cones is they can't block your shot. Um, you do get confidence, and all these trainers, you know, it's one of the things they really do work on is creating, finding ways to create space for yourself. And really, that's you're getting your defender leaning or, or stepping backward, and then you're using that momentum, their momentum, and your ability to step, you know, create that distance. So I think there's better players, but it's certainly not a high number, you know. Well, 15 years ago, that number probably would have been zero. Right. And to your point, now it's... How do you think Sloan would have felt about the step back? Grumpy. Okay. I just, I figured that, but you always hit it on the head with the verbiage. Grumpy. And it was quick. You didn't even think about it. Well, I mean, Kyle Korver is one of the best three-point shooters the league has ever seen, and Sloan would get grumpy when he'd get a little too loose. Hey, you just took one four <laughs> possessions ago. Yeah, just how, Can you move it? That's just how he was. All right. Uh, the Jazz uh, fall tonight. To the Spurs, one twenty six to one twenty two. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique store to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. dot uh, com. We will get to more coming up next. You are listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Wow, the outcome is in the books. Let's get to the reaction. Hear from the coaches, the players, as well as the coach, Tim Lacombe. It's the Mark Miller Utah Jazz Postgame Show. Here's Jake Scott. <laughs> All right, Jazz Postgame. Jazz fall to the Spurs tonight, 126-122. to 122. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Uh, Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Ways campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes, learn more, and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. 
All right, uh, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight from the line, uh, the Jazz were 31 of 37. The Jazz took 37 free throws. Amazing. Uh, the Spurs, 24 of 34. A lot of fouls tonight, uh, Coach. Let's see here. 47 fouls tonight from both squads. 22 from the Jazz, 25 from the Spurs. And honestly, Walker Kessler picking up four early ones. Uh, did have an impact on tonight's game. It really did. It was, um, you know, that that was the time where when when Walker went out the first time with fouls, you know, the, the kind of the parade to the rim really started. The Jazz never really did get shut it down, shut that down. In fact, in terms of their ability to get to the rim, this was the obviously the best that the San Antonio team had done all year. Fifty uh, percent of their Shots were at the rim tonight, um, and then making those shots, they were 76%, which would lead to their effective field goal percentage being so good. And, you know, the Jazz then don't shoot the ball well from three, and so all those kind of equalizers, they did fight and get to the rim. I, and I did notice, you know, like noticeably see Clarkson, Beasley, uh, you know, marking and early in the game take it there and earn free throws, and that's a big part of the game. So I'm glad to see that part um, but just the other things didn't go well for him tonight. Got to love 13 free throw attempts and certainly 13 makes, but Lowry Markinen going to the line 13 times, that's that's a terrific number. That's that's Carl Malone-esque right there as the mailman used to go to the line so much. And, and you know, he's capable of that, right? His ability to, uh, his footwork, his ability to shot fake and have people jump at that regardless of where he is on the floor, it's a real weapon. So something as he's developed you know, his perimeter skill now, something he'll find or fall into more. And and that's a great recipe. Talk points per possession, his ability to shoot free throws, that's a good outcome. Yeah. And if, you know, three of ten from three and needs to get a little bit more going to the basket, that certainly is a nice byproduct. He took eight two-point shots as opposed to ten three-point shots, but you wonder how many of those uh, attempts were erased for going to the line. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and the number again, I like to see with him eleven off, or excuse me, defensive rebounds. A team that struggles on that end of the floor, and you know, on him go for him to go get maybe stretch himself from the eight nine range, go get eleven twelve. And I like to see him grow in that area too. Well, he was the master of the glass by a long way tonight. He had twelve boards. Oh, the yeah, next highest sure. on the team was Clarkson, who had seven, which right. is a great number for him. And in fact. Clarkson, outside of 8-for-19 shooting a 2-of-6 from 3, you'd like to see a little more efficiency than that. But 25, 7 boards, and 4 assists, that's a great line for him. Yeah, and there's no doubt. He did so many things out there to try to help this team win the game. And I'm telling you, if Beasley shot, you know, Beasley was 4-for-16, right? Uh, one of those threes that he took, he was 2-for-11, was more than halfway down, swirling around. Yep. It would have made it a... A quick three-point game, right? And it was that six, and it would have gone to three when he made took that shot. Yep. So, um, you know, that play alone. But, you know, Clarkson fought throughout the guts of the game, and he did not efficiently shoot the ball, but he did a lot of things to help him. Tell you, the Jazz really had no business making this one close at the end and did, and then just couldn't get that stop. Um, Clarkson hit that great three, as you uh, you point out, down the stretch to even keep the thing in, in – uh, in range and then of course the lob from out of bounds to Lowry Markinen was pretty cool but could not get the stop to make that useful and it was the same type of issue right that they they kind of plagued him the whole game but it was in that one moment where and that's typically kind of how it goes you you can get some things going on the offensive side and 
maybe use pressure to get them sped up. But there's going to be a possession or two at the end of every game where it's going to be them kind of execute against you. And usually um, what you see during the game will pretty much you know, fall in place. Well, I mentioned the Spurs shot 55% from the field tonight and only 6 of 18 from 3, shooting 33%. So, you know, you don't have to be David Locke to do that math that uh, shot incredibly well and got to the rim no problem. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's the concern uh, with the Jazz. They're 27th, we said, in defense right now, uh, third in offense, and that's why they stayed in this game. They made some pretty amazing plays down the stretch offensively, Um, but, you know, it it is going to be something they're going to have to develop, continue to develop um, with Walker on or off the floor. You know, everybody's got to do a better job of being intentional about guarding the ball and if you're not guarding the ball, be where you're supposed to be in relation to the ball because it's everybody's got a job to do, and all it takes is one person to be out of sync, and you know you have you have failure. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Your final from San Antonio Jazz Fall 126 to 122. Get your play of the game. We'll get Coach Combs' final thoughts on this one as well. Coming up next, you're listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Ronnie Hook blocked it. The final box score is printed. Jake Scott and the coach Tim Lacombe are breaking down how it all happened on the Mark Miller Utah Jazz postgame show. Oh my! Right side Sexton lines up Pirtle, drives the baseline, lost the basketball, gets it back, comes back, hands the Vanderbilt. Nine point game! We're strolling on the Riverwalk! We got a little strut going down the Riverwalk now! People are moving to the side as we're working our way back! We're trying to get into the party town. It's a nine-point game. We can smell the guacamole of Boudreaux's. 102-93, Jazz rallying back. Tell you what, nobody gets deep into a metaphor like our guy David Locke. There's your play of the game. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz fall tonight at the Spurs, 126-122. to 122. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. If you're just joining us, a little review of the stats for you. Lowry marketing with 32 and 12 tonight. 32 points, 12 rebounds. He was 8 of 18 shooting, 3 of 10 from 3. 13 of 13 at the line. Lowry also added a couple of block shots to that line. Jordan Clarkson with 25. He also had seven boards, four assists. Jordan shot eight of 19, two of six from three. Mike Conley with 17 points, six assists, five boards. But Mike shot the ball well tonight. Six of 12 shooting from the floor overall, but five of seven from three. And Mike has struggled to shoot the ball so far this year, so you got to like to see that. Colin Sexton with 13 and 23 minutes coming in off the bench. Malik Beasley 13 and 30 minutes coming in off the bench. He did not shoot the ball particularly well tonight. 4 of 16 from the floor, 2 of 11 from 3. For the Spurs, they got to 20 points to lead the way from Devin Vassell. Uh, he also added 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Really nice game from him. 21 from Keldon Johnson, 9 of 14 shooting, very efficient. 
uh, from Keldon. He also added uh, five assists. Uh, Malachi Branham had 20 points coming in off the bench. Jakob Pertl with a nice game for the for the Spurs as well. 16 points, nine boards, four block shots for Pertl. And San Antonio shot 55% from the field tonight as uh, the Jazz did not put up much resistance. In fact, Coach Lacombe did not hold San Antonio below 30 points in a quarter once tonight. San Antonio had 31, 32, 33, and 30 points respectively to go on to the 126-122 victory. The, that power that is the San Antonio Spurs offense, is that what you're telling me? The... Uh... No, hey, man, it happens. It happens. It happens in situations like this. Um, and I think the Jazz, you know, they walk out of this and know. I think Coach Hardy knows they've got to be better on the ball. Um, you know, in the comments that he was – we we got briefly, um, you know, on in our studio, maybe not over the air, but we got to hear a little. He said that that's one area, you know, guys got to be more deliberate at guarding the basketball, not worry or, or rely so much on help. Um, and I think that that's something this team, when they're good, that's something they do well. They disrupt, they create chaos, as opposed to allow teams to just kind of get where they want to go. So, um, you know, this this. Spurs team, they were very efficient, and tonight they were over 1.09 points per play, which will put them in the top 10% of their you know, their efforts all year long in the half court. It's a team that's not very good in the half court. The Jazz tonight, not great. They were under a point per possession mm. uh, in the half court. So you start looking at the numbers, and it just all kind of bears out that San Antonio just seemed to have a better night all the way around. Which is interesting because San Antonio got off to a hot start this season and played uh, much like the Jazz a lot better than a lot of folks expected, but have really crashed down to earth. I think it's it's why uh, you and I both thought, uh, or I guess a little bit surprised by the result tonight. Yes, yeah, I, I did believe that this was a game where the Jazz. You know, I, I always bring football metaphors. If Dave's going to bring Riverwalk, you know, Riverwalk, and smelling guacamole, I, I'll, I'll stay in sports <laughs> at least. Um, but you know, the, kind of the road grader. Where you just you get an offensive line that just moves people, um, and I thought the Jazz, the way they're built, I thought they had a chance to kind of be that tonight, and that's the, probably the biggest surprise is they just did not physically impose much on the Spurs team. Um, and give the credit to the Spurs; they were ready to play, uh, but that that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, I I mean, it didn't feel like the Jazz were ready to go tonight, and and we've gotten into that uh, delayed start. Holiday days off, just didn't feel like they had the juice. I know we, I overuse that word a lot, but just didn't have the juice. And juice is a great word because I don't want to say like effort. Like, this is not right. me questioning. Like, did they want to win? Did they play hard? You know, I'm talking about you actually get a spark. Some things connect, and it's hard when you get in the early in a game and you're not making shots. You know, where does that spark come from? And unfortunately, you know, it wasn't the defense tonight. You know, he couldn't, you know, look and say, oh, man. Um, and so it, it's one you just chalk up to. We had a we had a rough shooting night. The Spurs kind of got it going. And, um, you know, I, I think we saw there in that last few minutes, the Jazz were the much better team. You just don't kind of flip it on like that and make up that sort of deficit, get it down to one possession. Um, but you have to show it throughout the uh, the entire game, and that's the that's the the beauty of being a competitor. Yeah, and, and maybe list missed uh, Kelly Olynyk a little bit in that fashion today. Sometimes he brings For that sure. extra that extra little bounce that the the team needs. And Walker Kessler has done a great job 
filling in in the starting lineup, certainly, and with an increased role. He played a, a season high the other night against the Wizards. It was 30, off the top of my head, 32 minutes, I believe, something like that. Uh, and tonight, just uh, it, it's tough for him to fill in well for Olenek when he can only play 21 minutes because he picked up a bunch of fouls. And then I want to make sure and point this out again, too, because I do know this is a thing in having guys um, you know, that played college for us and then went to the NBA, but Right now, there are 35, 36 games, and this is about the number of games you play in your in a year in college. So these guys, at the end of a year, you're fatigued, your body hurts, you're tired, and they've just jammed it into a way shorter period of time, yeah. and you're looking down the barrel at this many more. So um, it's, it's kind of a lonely time for rookies, and you're going to see some, some peaks and valleys for sure. Quick update, and then we'll get some final thoughts from Coach Lacombe. Sarah Todd of the Des News just tweeted this out because uh, we noticed that Mike was not wearing the the under shirt, or I don't even know what we're calling that, the compression shirt. Compression, the, uh, yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway, uh, here's what Sarah says. Uh, he was watching some old tape first, the Spurs, back before he started wearing a sleeve because of a shoulder injury. He hit, saw himself and thought he looked good and should maybe show off the arms again. Says he's got to continue showing off the guns now. So it was all about the compression shirt. Lose that thing, and Mike's going to return to Mike Conley shooting the ball fashion. I hope that's the case. Pass the compression shirt over here to the fella in the front row that needs a compression shirt. To keep everything where it needs to be? Yeah. (laughs) Make me look better. So, Mike, I'll trade you. So maybe we'll see Mike without the the compression shirt from here on in. Who knows? But uh, there's the breaking news out of Mike Conley land. All right. uh, Before we turn the page, Coach Cohn, let's get some uh, final thoughts from you on this one. Well, this is one that, you know, looking down kind of what this week was going to be, is one I, I kind of said they, they'll get out of the gate and win one. Uh, but it doesn't always go according to plan. So now you get back and um, you're motivated to play hard again. I think um, the Jazz won't shoot this the ball this poorly. And I, I don't believe, you know, that they will be as susceptible to the rim. Uh, you know, uh, hopefully Kelly's close to getting back and they can get more close to their rotations but this is uh as we know it's a it's a work in progress nights like this happen um but i love that they fought they cut that thing from 20 didn't die uh and came back and had a chance to to get a more plain you know extended period or a win so uh, i did like the fight all right uh we want to say big thanks to everybody who had uh a role in the broadcast tonight. Uh, thanks to Lock and Boone calling all the action. Thanks to Mike Smith for dropping by during the pregame like he normally does. We appreciate tonight's broadcast assistance for helping out. Uh, thanks to Jamil Hawkins, executive producer of the Jazz broadcast. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. The My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. And of course, Coach Lacombe, man, it's good to see you. Happy uh, Happy holidays. Glad you had a Merry Christmas and a lot of fun as usual. Yep, back to work. I guess you get, you got your show tomorrow, I assume. Oh, yeah. I'll We're back on. at it. Back at it. Well, here we go. Yeah, no, it's great to see you too. Happy holidays, buddy. All right, 126 to 122 is your final Jazz fall to the Spurs. Next broadcast coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will be in San Francisco to take on the Golden State Warriors. Tip off for that game will be at 8, we hope. Pre-game coverage will begin at seven. You have been listening to Utah Jazz Basketball. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. 
but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin, and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, will find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.